You're listening to The Preppy Podcast. I'm your host, Patricia May Marish, and I'll be interviewing the brands, businesses, and influencers who are keeping the modern preppy lifestyle alive. Each Tuesday, I'll bring you a new episode, but if you're craving more preppy, then shop the merch at thepreppypodcast.com and follow at The Preppy Podcast on social media. everyone and welcome back to the preppy podcast i am so excited because this week is actually my wedding week um so if you guys are listening to this the week of september 12th be sure to follow along with me um at preppy publicist for all of the wedding fun this weekend um before we get into this week's episode though i wanted to share with you about the new england coastal creative retreat that's happening september 28th at the griswold Inn in essex connecticut you guys know i love the new england coastal creative uh this will be my third time attending i think the community there is so sweet the founder kim is just so warm and welcoming and she brings together the best people uh so i'm I'm excited to attend and I'm actually going to be hosting a little panel chit chat about pitching for the holidays with some editors um, and influencers. There will be Emily from Emily O's and Bows. Uh, she's actually one of the influencers on my panel who you should go back and listen to her episode of the Preppy Podcast. Um, but now let's get into this week's episode. It is with Amy of Print Fresh. Print Fresh is one of my favorite PJ companies. They have just such amazing, fun patterns. Um, Amy and her team really specializes in fun textiles. So I loved learning more about her and Print Fresh. And they are actually a Philadelphia based company, even though they're kind of known all over the country at this point, I feel like. Uh, but listen in and learn some more with us. All right. So why don't you let everyone? know who you are, where you live, and what you do. Hi, I'm Amy Belotion, and I live in Philadelphia, and I'm the creative director and co-founder of Print Fresh, and we're a size-inclusive sleepwear brand, and we celebrate whimsical patterns. And I love your guys' PJs. I've been wearing them for a few years now, I feel like. Um, and every print that you come out with when you guys post it on Instagram, I'm like, oh my gosh, I need that one. I need that one. They're all so fun. Yeah, we have so much fun with pattern design. <laughs> so we're going to get into the brand in a little bit. But before we talk about that, I want to start more towards the beginning. So what was your childhood like? Were you into fashion? Were you into art or design? Like, Tell me about where you grew up and what you were like as a kid. Well, I've always loved fashion. I grew up in a very small town in Pennsylvania, and I was always obsessed with fashion magazines. Like, I loved Sassy Magazine, Teen Vogue, Seventeen, all of the great ones back then. And I used to always pick them up at the grocery store and just totally loved paging through them and seeing all of the latest trends and everything that was happening fashion-wise. So I knew that I always wanted to do something in fashion, but I didn't necessarily know what part of the fashion industry I would find myself in, like whether it would be design or photography or graphic design. 
That's so fun. I feel like as kids, we would have been friends because I was the same way. Teen Vogue was like my Bible. I loved Teen Vogue and would always go to the grocery store and make my parents buy me all the fashion magazines. And they're like, oh my gosh, Patricia, this is a lot. (laughs) I know. I would always be like trying to like stack them like in every aspect of my room and pulling everything out, making collages like mood boards. I don't know what for at that age, but I loved it. That's so fun. So when it came time for college then, where and what did you study? Like, did you go into something with fashion or tell me about um, what you did there? Yeah. So I went to the Rhode Island School of Design for textiles. But when I went, like before declaring my major, I, I, I still wasn't quite sure exactly what part of the industry I would be in. I kind of thought I would do graphic design or something that I was more aware of having an industry around it. When, when I went to college, I didn't even realize that textiles could actually be something I would major in. Oh, very cool. So then um, when you were there, like, how did that lead into studying textiles, I guess? I went to the senior show when I was a freshman and saw the textile department's presentation. And that's when it really clicked for me. I just saw all of the beautiful colors and textures and wovens and prints. And that's what really exposed me to that would be something that I could do. And it just, it really resonated with me on just such a emotional level. And I just knew at that point that it was something I had to pursue. My parents had no idea that that was something I could major in. So it took a little bit of convincing, but I think it was really the right decision for me. I love that. And I feel like anyone listening um, who might be in school or heading into school even, um, I think it's funny because, you know, I was the same way. I always had loved fashion, but I didn't really know where I would fit in with the fashion world. Like I didn't know anyone that worked in fashion. It wasn't something in my family. Um, and I knew I wasn't going to be a designer. Like that wasn't what my skill sets was. Uh, but I found my way and found that I could work in fashion by being in PR and working more with fashion related brands. So, you know, it takes a little bit of trial and error and like everyone finds their place though, I feel like eventually, right? Definitely. (laughs) So you have this degree in textiles then. Um, What did you end up doing right after college? Like what was your first career? So while I was in college and finishing up, I knew that I had to find a job. I had to like start in the industry. And so I applied for working at Urban Outfitters because that was kind of local to the area in Pennsylvania that I lived in and instantly got a call and was so surprised and ended up securing a job before I had even graduated. And so then I moved to Philadelphia right away and started working for that company. And it was when the company was very small. So I actually got to design for both Urban Outfitters and Free People. Oh, that's so cool. And I feel like that's so unique, though. I feel like a lot of people that I know in you know, the the fashion-related world, getting a job before you even graduate is like major. That's unlikely a lot of times, even if you intern places. So that's like a huge feat in itself that you were able to do that. Yeah, I was. I felt like I just had to kind of line things up. And because I had interned so much throughout college, I think it just kind of worked out that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was such an awesome time to be working at that company. We got to design our clothing and the prints and the embroideries because it was such a small team. So it gave me so many interesting areas to learn about, like straight out of college. And it's all stuff that I use today, every day in my business. Wow. I Anthro is just, you know, such a cool company. I feel like um, there are so many amazing people that I know that worked for them. So how long were you there then exactly? 
I was there for about three and a half years. Okay. Um, and then why did you decide to go out and start print fresh? Like what was that moment that you're like, oh, you know what? I can do this on my own. I want to have something for myself. I had always dreamed of having my own business. I think, you know, anyone that loves fashion kind of always like has that in the back of their minds. Mm-hmm. And I had been, you know, working a lot with print and pattern at the company. And we would always have these amazing vendors come in and they would bring in all these suitcases of vintage fabrics and original print designs. And I thought it was just the coolest thing. And I was so curious about like what that would be like to be on the other side of things. And so then I decided to break out on my own. And then I started creating print designs through silk screening and collecting vintage fabrics and garments. And then I started selling those to big fashion companies. Okay. So tell me a little bit about that process. I mean, going out on your own is huge. So I assume you probably had to have a website or, um, you know, an Instagram at the very least to show what you're doing. Like, how did you get that business started? Well, it was in 2006. So it was definitely a different time in terms of technology and so different from how we run our business, you know, these days. Uh, So it was, and because it was business to business, it was, uh, it was a totally different sales system. So I would cold call big fashion companies. Like that's how I landed appointments with J. Crew, Ralph Lauren, Land's End, Belk, all of these major companies. I would just cold call and tell them I had these designs and I would love to show them. And I would take a suitcase to New York full of designs and show design teams the collection there. Okay. So that's that- kind of how it began, like way back. And then um, after like 10 years of doing that, I kind of realized you know, because at that point we had started like having an Instagram account. We realized there was so much interest for the style of patterns that I had cultivated with the team. And that's when we started to say, hey, like maybe we should be making something that we can sell directly through Instagram and through a website. And that's like when we started to play around with creating products. Very cool. And I think that's a different journey than a lot of people that I interview on this podcast, but it's very similar to uh, my client and someone I interviewed on here, Canvas Style. They started the same way of, you know, selling just direct to other businesses. And then they kind of had the same moment where they're like, there's so much demand for this. Like, why don't we create something that we could do direct to consumer um, and sort of create a brand and a name for ourselves with that, that the regular consumer knows. So that's definitely, you know, a different way to do things that I think people don't often think about, but it's, it's very profitable. Okay. You talked about then going business to business and then starting to create your own products and go direct to consumer. Um, So talk to me about, you know, the process of that then, like setting up a website, you know, do setting up photo shoots too, because you guys have great images, I have to say. Um, And sort of the journey there and the decision obviously behind that. It was definitely a big process to try to get up and running. So I felt like at the time when we were starting to play around with idea of product that we needed to do a trade show to kind of get a read on how things were going. And at the time it was still, it was like 2016 when we started to launch some products. And so it was kind of like before e-commerce like really took off for so many of us. And I signed up for the national stationery show 
And we developed some stationery and uh, we kind of set up a trade show booth. And luckily we got picked up by a sales group that then ended up representing us like up until, you know, like still to this, to this day. And um, it was so amazing to start that way because we got such a read on, you know, what kind of products were resonating and we instantly got 30 boutiques that started to carry our stuff. So it really started to come together at that point. Oh, wow. That's awesome. I think, yeah, everyone's first trade show is a little bit scary, but I think it's so helpful, like talking with the buyers there and kind of learning what they're interested in, what there's a need for in the market or what's missing. So I think that's definitely great advice is to to go to a market and kind of get the pulse and what people are wanting and needing. And it can be such a daunting experience too. And setting up a trade show booth, so many people do it so beautifully and it's, you know, it's expensive, it's time consuming, but having those boutique owners, like, you know, see the items, respond to it, see what your top sellers are right away. gives you such wonderful feedback. Definitely. So I want to talk a little bit about what makes your brand um, so different and so special. And obviously I know because I'm a customer and a shopper, but I really want to talk about, you know, the prints, like how they're made, the inspo, the design process. Um, You know, tell me about that and what makes it so unique. So each pattern began, like begins with a really fun concept. And I really like to do patterns that feature everyday objects. So whether it's an uh, animal or a plant or something unusual like a pumpkin. Uh, and I feel like there's just so many florals out there, especially in the sleepwear category. And we wanted to do something that was a little bit more fun and vibrant. Yeah. And I love, recently you guys just launched um, a mushroom print, which Kennett Square, where I live, is the um, mushroom capital of the world. So I was like, I need those, which, you know, like you said, you wouldn't necessarily see that on a pair of PJs, but I like how you guys did that. Yeah. Typically you don't see mushrooms or pumpkins (laughs) or all of these fun things that we've been launching uh, in the last couple collections. But I think that it's just, it's really resonating with our customers because it is unique and it's something fun to wear and it just makes you feel happy when you put it on. Yeah. So when you're designing um, a new print, like where do you normally get inspiration? Is it, are you picking up a book? Is it just on social media or is it something, you know, like you're just walking around on a trip and you see this great um, pattern and you're like, oh, I could like switch this up and do that. You know what I mean? Like how, how do you come up with all these amazing prints? Cause you guys have so many. You know, I think that so much of it is just kind of playing around with like the idea of something or just seeing like an everyday object. I love to go antiquing. So sometimes I'll get ideas just from seeing artwork or ceramics or something where I'll see a frog, you know, maybe it's like a pitcher or like, you know, some sort of like ceramic object. And I'll be like, oh, wouldn't that be so funny to put it on pajamas? So sometimes it's not necessarily a very like linear process, but I'll see something that like sparks this idea of a motif. And then we'll kind of work on how we might interpret that through painting to bring it into the print. Okay. That makes total sense. You know, inspiration's everywhere, right? (laughs) It really is. And I think because we know that we can have so much fun with it and really like push 
like outside of what's typically seen in sleepwear and our customer really supports us with that. You know, we're just always looking for like a new funny idea. Yeah. So I want to also talk about uh, sustainability. I know that's so important to your brand. Um, So can you tell me, you know, the decision behind that and, you know, obviously it's great to have a sustainable brand and I think every brand would want to do that, but it's, it's a process and it's not super easy. So I'd love to hear more about that. I think that sustainability can mean so many things. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that that's almost one of the biggest challenges when you're starting a new business or creating a brand is figuring out like what parts of that work for your product, for your belief system, and what you have the capacity to execute on. So for us, we kind of recognized that our base fabric was going to be kind of like the biggest material that we were going to be using. So that's where we made the decision to use organic fabric for that. And it's definitely more expensive. It's sometimes hard to recognize like visually the value of that, but it just, it makes such a difference for the environment and for the communities in which the cotton is grown. So that's something that we really believe in. And we try to do very small batches when we're creating the garments so that there's no waste. And we also try to really focus on classic design and avoiding any sort of trends so that the things that we create can be used for years. Mm-hmm. I love that. No, they're very classic silhouettes. And I also like how um, some of the pieces too you could wear them out. Like I have one of your dresses that I guess is more like a nightgown style, but I've worn it out with like sandals and, you know, some cute jewelry. And I think that like kind of plays in it too. It's not just this one dimensional sort of thing. Yeah. We hear that all the time. People are always wearing our (laughs) nightgowns and everything out to run errands. And yeah, I love that you're putting it with jewelry. That's so cute. Yeah. (laughs) So what do you think has helped you grow? Obviously, we talked about, um, you know, you going to a trade show the first year, uh, but what's been your best form of marketing as you've grown? Is it word of mouth, social media? Is it, you know, selling in stores? Tell me a little bit about marketing. I would say it's all of those things. We just take such like a multi-channel approach with this. But I think that Instagram and Facebook advertising have been incredibly instrumental in our growth. And has really allowed us to go beyond just being a Philadelphia brand, but really being a national brand. Mm -hmm. And it's just been such a great journey. And like, I think that our photography definitely lends itself to using Instagram as a big platform for us. And then I think also influencer marketing has just been so wonderful for us. Yeah. You guys, like I said before, you do a great job with photography, I think. Um, And I love how you said that to not be just a Philadelphia brand, but a national brand. Cause I had found your brand and been wearing it. And then later I discovered you guys are actually based in Philadelphia. So to me, I'd like think of you guys naturally. It's just this nat- national brand. Um, so it was so funny when I realized you guys were right around. Yeah, the we're local. We're neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so I know you work with your husband. Um, how, how, is that? How do you find balance in that um, of living and working together? I feel like uh, I've had a few people on here who work with their significant other too, but I'd love to hear more about that and any tips and advice. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely interesting. Um, I would say that, I mean, 
in terms of like relationship advice, like I probably wouldn't recommend it. Um, <laughs> but I think that he's an amazing partner and I'm just so impressed with, like with what we have been able to build together. Mm-hmm. And I think it was probably most challenging in the beginning, I think when we started and we didn't have a lot of experience in running a business and we had a lot of overlap. So I think that we struggled on how to agree to do things. Mm-hmm. But um, but I think that as the business has grown, it's become a little bit easier to navigate as a couple because we have very different personalities, very different abilities in terms of our talents. Mm-hmm. So he's really focused more on e-commerce and advertising, finance and growth. And then I've really kind of decided to focus on product development, design, and the look and the feel of the brand. So I think that like dividing those areas and like really having our lanes has really helped. That makes total sense. I mean, especially if you guys have different skill sets and different strengths. And um, I think that's that's a benefit then is, you know, that balance basically between your two skill sets. But it is hard because we always talk about work. <laughs> but we're trying <laughs> to have new hobbies or something. He's gotten really into bicycling and I'm trying to get more into baking and uh, doing some other things with my friends and traveling more. So uh, <laughs> that, that gives us other things to talk about now. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, I also know that preserving historic buildings is like a passion of yours and your husband's. Um, so I wanted to hear a little bit more about that and what you guys are doing there. Yeah, I've always loved old buildings, and I just feel like they have so much character, and Philadelphia just has such a beautiful history of old industrial buildings, and we used to rent a studio space close to Fishtown, where we live, and uh, and we had been renting the space, and we became friendly with these guys that were working in the warehouse across from us, and then one day they said, hey, like, would you like to buy this building? They were looking to retire, and that's when you know my husband and I we said to ourselves, like, should we do this? I mean, we had no idea about renovating or doing any sort of adaptive reuse like that. We hadn't even renovated our kitchen, so we had no experience <laughs> to bring to it. Uh, but we knew that we were going to need more space for our business, and we decided that it would be a great place to move our design office, and then. We ended up renovating the entire building, which was 30,000 square feet. Wow. And um, and we created a lot of spaces for small businesses. So it's been amazing to create that community. And my husband has started to do a few other buildings as well. Oh, that's so cool. That sounds amazing. I have to go and check these buildings out in this office. <laughs> yeah, you have to come over for a field trip. <laughs> yes, I'd love that. Um, as any entrepreneur, everyone has like – challenges and struggles and triumphs. So I want to talk to you about like what's the hardest part of being an entrepreneur and running Print Fresh? Like what do you what do you struggle with the most in terms of that? I think for me probably staying organized. I think that there's just so much to do in a day and we've experienced such dramatic growth in the last 2 years especially. So I think that Although I tend to be a fairly organized person, I think that keeping up with the pace has been hard to um, stay really organized and collected and develop systems and processes like once, like especially as a small business, because you kind of just end up doing things the way you do them. But then as we go through repetition of things or like 
launching new collections every year, learning how to refine things and taking the time to do that, I think can be really hard as a small business owner. Definitely. I, I can understand that completely. I mean, keeping up with it is so hard, I'm sure. Um, and then on the flip side to that, like, what's your favorite part about what you do and working with Print Fresh and growing it? Like, what brings you the greatest joy about the work that you do? I think seeing customers just experience so much joy wearing our patterns and seeing people share their photos with us. I mean, it's just so fulfilling. And the whole team, we all love seeing that community that we've built. It's been so incredible. Yeah, I'm sure it's so cool seeing people like post their print fresh or out, you know, wearing it. Have you ever run into anyone outside wearing one of your pieces? Yeah, especially since we've started to do some dresses, like through some of our collaborations, that's been really amazing to see people out and about wearing the dresses because it's happening more and more as we've been doing the dresses. Yeah. So speaking of collabs, um, I know you've done a few. So tell me about the collabs you've done and um, you know your decision to do collabs. I'd love to hear more about that. Yeah, one of the first ones that we did was with The Local Hotel, which is an amazing boutique hotel group in Philadelphia. And so we did a collaboration with them for a robe, and it ended up being a total runaway hit for the print that we did with them. And so that was really fun, and it kind of opened our eyes to the fact that we could pair what we do with hospitality. And so that just kind of was like a fun new way to view our product. And then also working with Jen Soar, who I know has been on your podcast, yeah. which is a great episode. I love that one. Uh-huh. And um, and we started working with her and made some amazing dresses. So it's really fun to pattern, like to work on the patterns and the colors with somebody else who has a little bit of a different viewpoint on what the brand can become and see where it goes. Definitely. And I, Jen is just you know, a creative genius. I feel like I love anything that she touches or puts out there. So she takes the most beautiful photos. I mean, it's just, it's so skillful and so interesting, like to see what she does. Yeah. Who would a dream collab be for you, whether it's, you know, another hotel or something in that aspect, or maybe an influencer person? Well, my expertise is kind of more around like soft goods. So I think that like seeing some things on more of like hard goods would be very cool. So business and pleasure makes the most beautiful beach umbrellas and chairs. And I would love for them to put our patterns on them. I think that that would be so cool. And uh, maybe like corksicle, I think could be really great too. I would love to see our prints on a reusable water bottle. I love that. I love both those ideas, especially the beach umbrella. (laughs) Yeah. Let's make that happen. (laughs) Definitely. Um, What is the bestseller on your website right now, would you say? Well, we have a leopard pattern, which we call the Bagheera, and that's been our most popular. So we just keep doing that in every color we can think of. Okay. I can picture that. I think I have that one in the hot pink, Um, and it's great. It's like a classic, I feel like. Yeah. It's just, it's so fierce and amazing. And um, yeah, that's just been so much fun to see that one be popular because it's one of my absolute favorites. Yeah. I wanted to ask you, what what is your current favorite, would you say? I would say current favorite is probably the pumpkin. Mm-hmm. 
It's just something I've been wanting to do for a while. And it was hotly debated in the office whether it would resonate with people. But I'm like, you guys, it's pumpkin spice latte season. Like, we have to do this. Exactly. uh, Yeah. So it's been really fun to see people like doing Instagram stories and posts about it already. So I'm very excited for that. I love that. I saw when you guys posted, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I definitely need this. And I had my first pumpkin spice latte of the season like two days ago. So it's <laughs> I'm the here season. for it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so since this is the Preppy Podcast, I always ask everyone, what does Preppy mean to you? So how would you describe um, Preppy? Ooh, it's such a tough question. I mean, I think that in terms of my experience with it, my like growing up, my mom was so preppy. Like she always has a polo shirt on. Uh, she's very classic. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, it maybe like means something a little bit different. I was always like as a teenager, especially like in the 90s, like trying to mix it with like different elements. So like wearing our like preppy school uniform with like elements of grunge and trying to like mix our school blazer with maybe like vintage slips underneath or something like that. Um, So (laughs) my mom is like eternally embarrassed about that outfit, but I think that that outfit still holds up today. (laughs) Yes. I think it's being playful too. Like I think preppy's playful. Like, yes, it's classic, but I think there's a playful element to it. Definitely. You have to have fun with it. Mm -hmm. And I think that as my style has kind of evolved over time, I think that I've definitely kind of like embraced like kind of antique elements and coastal elements like into what that means for me. Yeah, that's a great answer. Uh, Where's somewhere you go for business advice? Like, is there a great book you've read or website or um, is there a person maybe you look up to for business advice? I totally believe in the power of mentorship. I think that it's just so important to connect with people who have more experience in the industry. So I've made some really amazing connections through an organization called SCORE, which uh, is such a great resource for anyone that has a small business, and also through the Philadelphia Fashion Incubator. So I've met a lot of really great mentors that are just such wonderful people to call when I have a problem or I don't understand something. And I've just had such wonderful advice over the years from my mentors. I think that's a great tip is I think everyone should find someone um, that they look up to and that they can go to for questions. So mentors a great solution for a place to go for business advice. Yeah, I think it's daunting to find, like to even figure out like how you go about that. But it is just such an incredible thing to have somebody that that believes in you and can give you good advice. Mm -hmm. Now, what would you say is your go-to drink, whether it's more like a cocktail sort of situation and then maybe a, you know, coffee or tea sort of uh, situation? Okay, great questions. Uh, Probably a Paloma, at least for the summer season. And then my coffee, I always like to do a latte or a flat white. Fun. My uh, fiance, he loves a flat white too. (laughs) Yeah, my new coffee machine has a button for that. And it's uh, it's been really fun to do that. (laughs) Where is your favorite place to travel, would you say? I would say India because I get to go there a lot and it's just such an amazingly beautiful country. Oh my gosh. It's on my bucket list, which speaking of, I want to know somewhere on your bucket list. Okay. So I'm hoping next year to go on a month-long trip with my family and we're hoping to do Japan, Thailand, and Indonesia. Oh, that's so fun. We did Japan a few years ago and it was so amazing. So 
I cannot wait to see your trip from this. It sounds like you'll be packed with inspiration and just a great family trip. Yeah, I think it'll be incredible and the kids are so excited. So what is next for you guys? Like anything you're working on or sneak peeks you can share? Yeah, we have a bedding collection coming out very soon. I think it's going to be launching next week. And uh, we had done a little bit of a collaboration with Anthropology a couple months ago. And so this is kind of like part two for us on our website with different items that can really layer the look. So okay. it's going to be some small florals and beautiful hand-stitched quilts that kind of create this whole layered look. Oh my gosh. I can't wait for that. We just got a new headboard. Um, we upgraded to a king now. So I need like all new bedding. So I'm going to have to look for this. <laughs> Yeah, totally. Uh, my final question is where can people find you? Like let them know Print Fresh's website, social media, all of that so that they can go and shop and see what you guys are up to. Yeah, we're very easy to find. Um, so it's just printfresh.com and on Instagram, printfresh. And that's the best way to follow along. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Amy. This has been a blast learning more about you and your business. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the Preppy Podcast. I hope this put a little prep in your step for the day. Please subscribe, rate, and review on wherever you listen to your podcast. And follow along with at the Preppy Podcast on social media. 